Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo! Welcome into the House of L podcast. I'm Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for hanging out on the podcast. The Bears lose their finale to the Green Bay Packers. The Packers stamp their ticket to the NFC playoffs, and we'll see how they do. I was very impressed with the way that Jordan Love played in this game and how he played all season, quite honestly. He went over 4,000 yards passing. What do you have, 33 touchdowns to 11 interceptions? Finished second in, in touchdown passes in the league, and he destroyed the Bears today. I know that when you see the final score, you're like, no, he didn't. But when you look at the way that they were able to convert on third down, when you look at the way that when the Bears showed zone looks, he found the holes in them. He dropped dimes to receivers. Receivers did a great job of running after the catch. And there you were. Ten straight losses to the Packers. And Green Bay gets to go to the playoffs, and the Bears get to go and answer some questions about what is going to happen next. I want to talk about the game a little bit because I know that we've got months of conjecture and supposition to talk about what happens with the Bears overall. I get that you've got injuries up front. I get that. Like Lucas Patrick wasn't available. Not that he's great, because he's not. They got destroyed in the A-gap today. You talk about stepping up into a pocket. There was no place to step up. None. And it made for a really rough day of play calling, too. I'm probably going to need to watch it again, and I'll probably fast forward through it tonight. I'm still trying to figure out why there weren't more opportunities to get fields on the move, but maybe maybe that's because they couldn't protect it, which is why you didn't see him throw a lot in the game. Fields threw 16 times. like There were a bunch of dropbacks, but he also got sacked a ton. I don't know what... They weren't able to protect. Tevin Jenkins, I thought, had a rough game today and I don't ordinarily say that about Tevin I think Tevin is uh, a really talented dude that deserves some Pro Bowl consideration this year I think he had a rough day now I might when I go back and look at this it might have been Feeney and Tevin was just trying to block two people at one time but I didn't think that he had the the best day 
the guards struggled. Like, they struggled today. And granted, you end up getting Nate Davis hurt. You were already without Lucas Patrick. It throws everything off. But I still was hoping that the Bears would be able to do a little bit more than what they did. You look at the rushing yards in the game. Only Roshan Johnson averaged over four yards a carry. Even Justin Fields was three yards a carry in this game. Green Bay attacked them up front. They didn't let go, and they did an amazing job of getting after the quarterback and stopping anything that it looked like it was going to be momentous for the Bears. I swear, every time you see a Packers game, I I feel like, forget about the quarterbacks, I feel like Kenny Clark is just sitting in some Bears quarterback's lap. And that's what he did today. They were able to do that. The Bears didn't tackle well in this game, and that was so frustrating because they they had been tackling really well. This defense played hard. And I know, like, the total says 17. The total says 17. You only gave up 17 points. But when you look at the amount of yardage that the Packers had in this game, 432 net yards. Now, I know a lot of guys that played in this particular defense. You know a lot of them, too. I worked with a bunch of them. They would tell you that this is a win. Even giving up all those yards with only giving up two touchdowns is a win. You took the ball away. It's supposed to be a win. It wasn't. And the reason that it wasn't is that drives kept continuing. 70% on third down for the Packers in this game. 7 out of 10. That's easy math, even for someone like me. The Bears, on the flip side, were 3 of 11 on third down. And on a bunch of those third downs, Justin Fields got sacked and didn't have time to do squat. It was disappointing for all of the improvement that the Bears have made throughout the season, and they've made a ton. We didn't see a lot of it in this game. The tackling was not up to standard in this game. The pressure, there was almost no pressure on Jordan Love. That dude missed five passes in this game. You had the two quarterbacks each only miss on five passes in this game. The difference was were the amount of chunk plays that the Packers had in this game. You had the 59-yard play from Jordan Reed. You got the the 24-yard play from Melton. 19-yard play from Wicks, 17-yard run from Aaron Jones. And the Bears had a couple. You know, they had the 33-yarder to DJ Moore, the huge play to Cole Komet, the the play to to Equinemius St. Brown, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't even close to being enough. And I think that hopefully whatever the Bears do is going to allow them to compete because I think that this coach and this quarterback up in Green Bay, they're I think that they're really well suited to work with each other. They should be very proud of what they did this season. And it I think that it spells what's the, the old Steiner man? <laughs> it, it, it adds such a doom for you. That's what this game felt like. It just felt like 
They were getting pushed all the way around the field and never at a point were able to push back in any significant nature. And so you have another loss, 10 straight to these dudes. You can't get over the hump on them. And if the only solace that you have is having the number one pick, that's cool. But you're hoping that all of those good things that have been happening throughout the season would then reveal themselves in a game like this. You're hoping that that is the case. When we come back, we'll talk about what happens next because what happens next is going to take a lot of patience on all of our parts. It's next. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're going to spend a lot of time waiting. It's possible that there could be decisions made about the head coach over the next couple of days. Like, that's usually how it works in the NFL. If no one's fired, then no one's fired. If someone is, you hold a press conference where you need a change in leadership, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to go and search immediately to try to figure out who's going to lead our team into the future. Inside of the broadcast, Tracy Wolfson had a a report where she had talked with Kevin Warren, and Kevin Warren was talking about all of the different things that are a part of the evaluation. It's probably the most that we've heard from him when it comes to the idea of running the football team, if that makes any sense. There wasn't a lot there, but there was a lot there. That that they were talking about all of like a vibe check and you know all of the different things that he's going to consider when trying to figure out who gets to stay and who gets to go. Said he's gonna meet with polls, they're gonna meet with Eberflus, and they're gonna try. I hope that there are hard questions for Matt Eberflus. Like, for example, like his team today not showing you the same level of effort that we've seen over the last few weeks. I get it. You only lost by a touchdown. You only gave up 17 points. I I get it. I understand. In a vacuum, if I offer you that up and say, look at this performance by the Bears, you go, wow, well, they probably should have won the game. But as we were watching the game, it never felt that way. It never felt like they had control. It never felt like they were going to come back. So now we sit and wait. 
the first thing is, will the head coach come back? I think the second thing is, is the offensive coordinator going to return? Because I don't think you can, I don't think you can make a declaration on the quarterback. I don't think that's best business practices. I would love to know. I, it's ideal for us to know. And we're going to ask, and I don't begrudge any reporter who is covering the Bears of asking Ryan Poles or Matt Eberflus or Kevin Warren or whoever they get an opportunity to talk with on whether or not they've made a decision on the quarterback. If I'm Ryan Poles, I'm going to tell you that I'm not going to tell you anything, that the evaluation still continues. And Justin did a lot of good things this year. If I'm Ryan Poles, I am pumping up Justin Fields. I'm going to tell you all of the different ways that he grew as a player. I'm going to talk about him being dynamic. I'm going to talk about him being a playmaker. All of this stuff, I am, I am doing that because I want the best possible return on a trade possible. If I, if I can get it, if I'm actually thinking about trading Justin Fields, then I, I want to make sure that I get the highest return possible. That there's no reason for him to shade Justin Fields, even if he doesn't want him anymore, even if he wants to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels. I'm telling you, he's got to play poker here. And poker says, make everyone think that Justin Fields is your quarterback, even if he's not. Don't worry, there's going to be plenty of time for us to debate whether it makes sense to keep Fields versus drafting the other quarterbacks. The evaluation process of the other quarterbacks is not quite done. There's a lot. The film is out there, and to me, the film is the most important thing. But when you're talking about drafting someone one-on-one, there's other stuff that you need to consider. So it would be foolish for the Bears to jump out and be like, oh, yeah, Caleb's our guy, until they actually get an opportunity to see how big he is and what type of guy he's like. The interview process for Caleb Williams, I think, is going to be fairly significant in trying to figure out if he's going to be the guy that leads an organization. I don't know if it's right or wrong. Like I, I'm so stuck with when it comes to how NFL front offices evaluate the quarterback position. I, I don't know if there's really a good way to – I don't know what the proper way is to do it. There's so many different things to keep in mind. Some people get it right. Some people get it wrong. You look at the hit rate on number one picks at the quarterback spot over the last decade, and it's not great. <laughs> like, you would think if if this is the clear-cut number one quarterback that that person would succeed, but there's a nature versus nurture argument. What type of place do you land in? The Bears would be probably, if we're talking about places to land, like, forget about, I don't want you to think that I'm talking about, like, scheme or anything like that. I'm just saying from the standpoint of not a winning team, but not the worst team. There are things that you can see that are moving in the right direction. So as far as a landing spot for a quarterback, it's not horrible. 
It's probably the best that you could do at the top of the draft. You know, there are other places where, like, you know, maybe a, a team that's a playoff team has someone else's pick and they're in the top 10. And then, you know, they need a – like, if you were looking at the Steelers, for example, and you go, there's a team that needs a quarterback really badly. Maybe they'll trade for Justin Fields, which would – Joe Cowley's head would explode. I I kind of – look, I don't want Justin Fields to leave Chicago. But if he were going to leave Chicago, I would love for him to get traded to the Steelers just so we could all watch the conniption that Joe Cowley would have and then see how quickly he'd be like, oh, man, this guy is the real deal. He's got all the tools. <laughs> he just needed proper coaching, and now he's got proper coaching. Standard is the standard. But this is kind of a good thing for – this is a as good of, an, good of a situation for a rookie quarterback to fall into is what the Bears have in front of them. We don't – Know who Kevin Warren is. From a football standpoint, and maybe even from just the guy running your franchise, and the Bears put that piece out there. We Layla and I had a long discussion about it on Friday. They put that piece out there, a day in the life of Kevin Warren. Look, I I picked up a couple of things, I think, from that. And then you add that to the Adam Johns piece and you add that to the Dan Weederer piece and you go, okay, this might be a guy who kind of, he's feeling himself, as Beyonce would say. Does does he, is he hands-on or hands-off? Does he trust his general manager? Does Does he need to be involved in the football? These are all things that I think we're getting ready to find out, but we have no way of knowing. None. So that's super interesting to me, too. Who is this guy? Then it's what does Ryan Poles value? What does he value when it comes to the quarterback? You might take a half a step back next year. It's a dangerous game, and I brought this up on the show. I think the more dangerous route, just from the standpoint of being completely cynical and career climbing. The safest route for Ryan Poles is to trade fields and draft Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is the consensus number one. It's a rookie quarterback, and you get to go, well, look, we just got this rookie quarterback in here. You know, you know, we had to start over a little bit. If you keep Justin Fields and things don't go well next year, then there's an argument that everybody gots to go, including Ryan Poles. So the slick play, like the corporate play, is to trade fields and draft Caleb Williams. That's the corporate play. I don't know how Ryan Poles feels about Justin Fields and whether he thinks that he's in a good space and moving. Like, it, it, does he think that he's ascending? And is he ascending fast enough for it to matter for the Bears next year? Because I don't give a shit if it's Justin Fields, Drake May, Rex Grossman, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Kyle Orton, Todd Collins. I don't care who's quarterback in the Bears next year. 
The expectation is playoffs, period. Who else can we throw in there? Jay Cutler coming out of retirement, whoever Sid Luckman, whoever you got. Next year is, is a playoff year. You better be a playoff team. You got all this talent on defense. You spent all this money on defense, on Edwards and Edmonds and Sweat. You're going to have to spend money on Jalen Johnson. You, you drafted Brisker and Gordon high. You're going to have to make the playoffs next year. Obviously, there needs to be an investment in the offensive line, a significant one. In the offensive line, you probably need a new running back and another receiver. So there's a lot to get done in this year's draft and in free agency, which is part of the reason why I'm like, why don't you trade the number one pick? But I get it. Like, if if I'm Ryan Poles, that puts me in jeopardy. In jeopardy! He's got to make a move that he feels comfortable with. I understand that. It's so funny. I was out at my parents' house today, and my parents aren't my parents aren't big sportsies, okay? My parents are academics. They they love that I love sports. And it's funny how when I was playing sports, they weren't as interested in it as sports is my career. But I'm sitting there at the breakfast table with my parents today, and my mother just offers up her take. Like she's got a hot take for me as I'm sitting there with my dad. And she goes, I just think that if – Justin Fields goes somewhere else, he's going to become famous. And I was like, he's already kind of famous. She was like, you know what I mean. <laughs> and then my dad, like, echoed her point. And I'm I'm with him. I think that under the, under the proper guidance, Justin Fields could be a star in this league. And I don't think that he's had it. But I know that there are a lot of people who think that my point of view on this is wrong that I'm looking at it through rose-colored glasses. And that, that's, a fair, that's a fair thing to ask. Like, I, I see a lot of the flaws that Justin Fields has. I just think that if you gave him better coaching and a little bit better offensive talent, that he would be able to overcome it. I can't get out of my mind the wow plays. He makes too many wow plays for me to just go, no, nah, he ain't it. He's got all the stuff. It's just a matter of can he ever get it together consistently. So we got a lot to talk about. The other thing, just real quick before we get out of here, and I know I've already kept you too long. I'm so tired of him not getting calls. I get it. I'm a sports talk show host who lives in Chicago. I cover the Bears. I get it. I have never seen a quarterback be hit so blatantly either while sliding or after the ball is gone as much as Justin Fields has been hit and it not be called. It's beginning to get a little goddamn ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know what the referees need to see, but I don't think that they've done him any favors. And if we're supposed to be living in the time of protecting players and specifically protecting quarterbacks, they have failed miserably 
when it comes to the health of Justin Fields. I thought we were watching a concussed quarterback after he got hit. I I still don't understand it, and shout out to Courtney Cronin, because she pointed it out on Twitter, and she's right. How did they clear him that quickly? I don't have any answers to that question. But I know the dude keeps getting hit, and no one does a damn thing about it. Don't worry, there'll be more Bears content throughout the week. I'm doing more pods per week, if you haven't noticed. if You you should go back through and just check around. There's been a lot of episodes lately. But there'll be more stuff, shorter pods, more stuff. That's kind of what we're doing. I appreciate all of the love. We are doing our best here at House of L. We are growing. Oh, the latest episode of Sports Adjacent. I, I'm the guest host on Sports Adjacent. It was actually a lot of fun, and I think that you would like it very much. I will talk to you next time. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.